Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers and creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Do you like a countdown list? I love countdown lists. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, you're going to love this episode. <laughs> and I'm going to love this episode because it's our 100th episode. Woo! In- insert exciting music exactly. and air horns. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when we started this, I would have... I could not have thought about a hundred episodes later, but here we are, and we're still got, we still have things to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> still fun. We're still here doing it. Still fun. Although today's episode, we are talking about the countdown of the most popular podcasts that we've had. Um, so, if anything, you know, you can go ahead and listen to this, and maybe there's one that you want to reference because now there's a hundred to choose from, so it's a long list. So we can highlight some of the most popular ones that um, people have clamored to to find out our the information that we're handing out. That sounds fantastic. Why don't you introduce number five? Episode 27, Five Stages of Grief of a Job Loss. Uh, Well, you know, it's always (laughs) a tough subject, but this is, I think this can be really helpful for people. I know we refer people to um, thinking through this process when Mm -hmm. they're leaving a job. And like, I know it's a hiring frenzy right now. Oh, yeah. Like there's lots of, you know, opportunities, but that does not mean people don't still lose jobs. Absolutely. For lots of different reasons. And sometimes because they left their job, you still go through a lot of emotions. It's, it's still a loss. And, you know, I think if everybody acknowledges, acknowledges as it as an actual loss, I mean, it's a part of your life, a part of your identity, whether or not you loved or hated that job. I mean, it's something that you were a part of for, you know, an X amount period of time. So you do go through the different stages, you know, and it's um, something that I think people kind of need to acknowledge. And especially if you're in a case of where maybe you were laid off or, or I guess maybe even if you've done so willingly, I mean, denial is always the first one where you're like, oh my God, I'm not working there anymore. Mm-hmm. Is this really happening? And this is going to be so weird and things like that. And um, it, it all just kind of keeps going from there. I mean, when the next ones is anger, you know, sometimes if you're, you've left a job and you get anger, you can kind of get stuck in that space too. And we want you to kind of quickly move through that. But again, it's something that has affected you personally. Yeah. And sometimes the anger is even, even if you chose to leave the job, you might just be like maybe you left because you didn't like how the company handled COVID, right? Right. You might be holding on to some residual anger about that. You're not angry you left the job. You're probably happy, but you have some anger you just have to get through. Maybe you're <laughs> angry that you weren't offered a counter offer. Yeah, right. I said I was <laughs> Dang, leaving. They, and they just let me walk out. Yeah, and they just said, okay, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Now I'm mad. Right. And then um, bargaining. I mean, some people too, and this applies, especially if you've been laid off, you start thinking, you know, like, what else can I do to keep this job? Um, That's also a very natural reaction, you know, because you're kind of a little bit in shock and things like that. What's it going to take? But again, just know this is a stage. Try and work past it really quickly. Usually if somebody is being handed you know, their walking papers, if you will, there, there isn't a whole lot going back. Just leave with dignity at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, depression. I mean, this is really normal to be kind of depressed. And again, of course, if you, if it was not by your choice, mm-hmm, you could be very mm-hmm. sad about it. But even if you left like, and you just what you were saying before, like 
it was a part of your life, maybe a routine. There were people that you saw every right. day you liked. Like even if you chose to leave yeah, your job, it's sad. there are things you will miss and be sad about mm-hmm. with it. And so just with, accepting that's normal. Yes. And also give yourself a minute with some of these, you know, you, why some of them might not be the most positive emotions to deal with. Um, just give yourself a minute. This mm-hmm. is all part of the process and you learn and grow from all of these and then you finally get to acceptance and that's yeah. where the light comes shining back on again. And um, what's great about jobs and careers and things like that, there's always another one. It's always just like a step, you know, yeah. and I, we try to encourage people to keep that a bit in mind. Yeah. It's that whole journey thing, right? Like mm-hmm. life is a whole journey and these are just stops along the way and, and you, there's good things and bad things and you, you know, ups and downs, and that's all, all part of it. But I do think it can really help people, like, the quicker you can get through all mm-hmm. your feelings, the better. But also understanding, like, it's okay to have feelings and, right. and work through right. them. What, you did, know, what did I this learn? This is normal. What did I learn? What can I take this to the next job? But I definitely encourage anybody who's going through that, episode 27, um, we um, have seen this a lot, and we know how people get through it, and hopefully it will mm-hmm. continue to help others. And it's really hard to move on and start looking for the next opportunity mm-hmm. or to fully embrace that new job that you took if you haven't addressed, you know, maybe some of your feelings about leaving the past. Absolutely. So number four in our countdown is episode 11, Making the Leap to Freelancer. And we get this question all the time. Yeah. So we decided we were, would kind of talk about it and um, share with others, you know, some of the things that, I mean, that I've gone through as a freelancer, because there's been a number of times, a number of times <laughs> where I just said, eh, I think I, I could do better on my own for a while. So I just need to give myself that break. Um, but the first thing you need to learn or know about yourself, and this took me a couple of jobs to do is to really have the stomach for it Mm -hmm. because, um, you are kind of jumping out of a plane and you don't, you're not really sure when that next paycheck is coming. And it's very comforting to know if it just appeared in your bank account every week or two, and there was no worries. You had, you know, healthcare and all that sort of stuff. So now everything's on you. All the pressure, all the time limits, all the deadlines, all the billing, all that sort of stuff. So if that's not in your in your makeup, you know, you might want to keep a full-time job. No wrong answers here, as always, but um, just kind of make sure you got the stomach for it. Yeah, and it's, it's great in lots of ways to be independent, freelancer, whatever you want to call yourself. It's also hard and not for everyone or not for everyone at every point in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, who else is dependent on you? What else do you have going on? Do you just need the consistency of a work schedule? Do you have the time and space to build up a client pool? And Mm -hmm. you're like, this is my chance because I've saved a bunch of money through COVID because I never went anywhere. And now I have enough savings to live off for a while until I build up enough work. Like it's, it may be for you now, mm-hmm. or it may not be for you at all, or maybe not now. And I think really right. assessing that is important. Right. So um, building on that, uh, make sure you market yourself. You know, if you decide to make this leap, um, know how to, you know, let other people know that this is your job now. And um, it's basically telling everybody you know that you are now freelancing, you're on your own, you're a you know, gun for hire, whatever you want to call it. But um, it's, it, it's really about getting the word out. And when I did this, I mean, that's exactly what I did. I told people that I used to work for the current people uh, I was working with, you know, I'm leaving, but if you want to have me back as a freelancer, many cases at work, they told friends, my friends told friends, uh, if I had people in agencies, they needed somebody, they would call me in. 
And I also worked with um, a recruiting company too, where um, I just let them know of my skill set. If something comes up, let me know. And then that was a great way to fill the gaps too. So basically having other people help you look, um, I guess is kind of what I'm saying and, and yes. knowing how to market yourself. Yeah. And we work with lots of people who have their own independent clients and also take on projects mm-hmm. from our clients. That's really normal. I think that um, this is one thing people really miss when they're thinking about being a freelancer. I'm sure you could talk about this for a long time, <laughs> but they don't think about it. At, they don't think about themselves as a business. Right. They often, what I see is yes, they yes, yes. get like a big project or opportunity, maybe from whoever, from a client or somebody they've worked with or their previous employer. And they're like, okay, this is my chance to go freelance. And they have that big project, but they don't have anything else lined up. And mm-hmm. they're not thinking about themselves as a company. Right. And so then like maybe that project ends and they're looking around, they're like, oh, I don't have any other, like, I think there's this um, (laughs) presumption of like, well, work will just come to me. Like everybody will just know I'm doing this and send me stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you're a business. You have to actually sell yourself. You're a business development now. So business development, (laughs) like wherever you work before your agency or company or whatever, they had salespeople Mm -hmm. who were selling whatever your company did. Right. You are now your own salesperson. Right. And a lot of people don't think about that and they, and they end up like the work runs out and they, yeah. you know, don't have, and more they may not be good in. at it too. So that, that's one of the things that or like it, some or people like don't it. want to sell themselves. And right. a lot of times that's, we're we so darn with, modest. <laughs> like often we work with people like that. They don't yes. like selling themselves, but we can, like yes. we can talk them up all day long, but they're not comfortable yes. doing it. So Absolutely. that's and another, like know yourself. Right. Check. Right. And <laughs> speaking of like, you know, the marketing pipeline, the job pipeline, the next one is the invoice pipeline. Make sure you're billing people. And oh my gosh, it seems so <laughs> obvious, but I cannot tell you how many people kind of forget. And when I say kind of forget, it's because it's not their favorite thing to do in a way. So it kind of just falls to the wayside. They love working on the work and then they just neglect all the invoicing and all the billing that kind of goes along with it because you know what? You are the billing department now too. So if you're not yes. good at that, if you're not good at the the math of that, you can get, you know, a nice little QuickBooks um, software and that can help you do a lot of this and it'll print the invoices for you and things like that. Mm-hmm. But just get in the habit of doing this. Yeah. There might be somebody in your life who's really good at mm-hmm. it, fr- family member, whatever, who will just spend, I mean, it's probably like two hours a week, right. but somebody just needs to like do it every Saturday or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but just staying on top of that, because a lot of times, especially depending on who you're freelancing with, it could be quite long terms before they're going to pay you like Mm -hmm. often agencies pay a 90 to 120 days because they're waiting till they get paid before they pay all of their contractors which you now are so you have to have like that runway but the sooner (laughs) they get your invoice the (laughs) clock starts ticking so if you wait a month well now it's another month longer yes (laughs) and we have more tips on um invoicing in that podcast as well um and then uh the last thing I have to mention, which is also seems obvious, but um, you finally got paid. What do, you, what do you do with that money? Well, you know what? Save it. And I know that sounds super boring, um, but you if you cannot save your money, you cannot freelance because um, come April 15th, for example, you will have to pay taxes on this and you will have to have you know some money and it's usually a big fat chunk of money. Um, that you're going to have to pay and you can do it quarterly and there's other ways. And like I said, we, we kind of described that as well as, you know, what to do when you have the money and, and taxes and things like that in the podcast. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. save your money. You Don't think it's like it. I yeah. made all this and now I can spend all this. No, you really yes. cannot. You have to save it for taxes and you have to save it for when there's a, 
a lull in work because yes. there will be. That's just how how it works. And so you do have to be really good at managing it. Absolutely. And if you, you know, figure all that out, it can be great. I know lots of people who love it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, they've made that move and it I maybe it. took them a year to build up enough work. They felt really confident, but, you know, they wouldn't go back now. Yeah. And it's, it's great because, you know, as as people, we have different things that occur in our lives. And sometimes it's just the better way to live your life for a while. So I'm going to encourage it, but I'm also going to encourage you to listen to that podcast if you're even thinking about making that leap. Um, which brings us to our third most popular episode, which is number 36, Understanding UX UI. Yes, this is, um, I feel like right now UX is kind of a catchphrase. Yes, they think that just covers so much. People are just sticking UX in front of any job title. Mm -hmm. I'm a UX recruiter, (laughs) like whatever. It's like, do you Um, know what that is exactly? Yeah, so it's, and, and so I think that it's, uh, is relevant to lots of different roles and it's also good to understand what it means Mm -hmm. and what you're talking about and and that UX and UI are not exactly the same Mm -hmm. thing although people often lump them together there's just a lot of um people use the term very loosely right and um I don't want to go through this entire uh podcast what we discussed I'm going to encourage you to do it because one of the things that I did like about that is that you know um, Chris and I kind of went through, found a lot of the job titles, and we also connected um, what you're doing now to what some of these jobs are, you know, today. So it's like, I well, I don't do UX UI, or I don't know a lot about web. You probably do. You, it's just your job title rebranded. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it also brings a lot, a lot of the same skill sets, but now it's just digital. So mm-hmm. how do you just get to that digital space, and then you're ready for the future, all the future yeah. jobs, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I think that you know, just the short synopsis is like, just think about, you know, UX is user experience. So it's the user experience mm-hmm. of whatever, the user experience of the copywriting of, of the word flow right. to get them to come in and, and follow through your steps and do what you want them to do. Or the user experience of walking into your retail store, right. like it can be in person or digital or, you know, whatever. But if you just think about it's about the experience of the user mm-hmm. or customer tagged on to the front of whatever mm-hmm. your role is. You're probably, to your point, you're probably already doing a lot of the yes. work. You're thinking about a user when you're designing a logo or whatever yep. it is. It's just understanding that mindset. Mm-hmm. And we have a breakout down of, uh, I think, like five or six jobs and how you can kind of connect yourself to mm-hmm. them. Yes. So number two in our podcast countdown is episode number 40, 60 seconds, and you're hired. That also was a good one. Yeah, this one's all about interviewing. Mm-hmm. So the 60 seconds is, um, <laughs> that's about how much time it takes people to make a decision. And yeah. then the whole rest of your conversation or meeting is them confirming whether their initial impression is true or mm-hmm. not. <laughs> and we do this all the time, whether we like it or not. <laughs> we are such judgy people yeah, but it's just human nature first impressions it is that's yeah, what I mean. I mean I mean humans are just judgy whether it seems fair or whatever it's reality it's like you know it's psychological and so I think you just need to be aware of it if you're interviewing if you're meeting people if you're selling yourself for a freelance job whatever it mm-hmm. is they have made a judgment about you in 60 seconds and you have about them too Ab- and then your absolutely. whole conversation is is what I think true or not. Yeah. And I, and I think some of this is um, very obvious, but uh, we really break it down in this particular podcast to get really into the minutia of it, of things like, you know, body language and listening and, 
and things like that. Um, so definitely worth it if you have an interview coming up, you know, how to handle it, especially in remote situations too, because mm-hmm. I, it bothers me a little that sometimes people are taking that a little too casually. Mm-hmm. Um, you should still look presentable like you're showing up in person. I mean, just because there is, you know, a camera that doesn't mean you should show up in your college sweatshirt or whatever, you know. Um, first impression, again, it was like, yeah. man, you didn't even care to get dressed for this. Well, that's telling me a lot about you right now. <laughs> yes. I mean, um, you know, you might think a lot of this is is relevant just to interviewing in person, but it all still mm-hmm. counts all still applies. on video. And, you know, it's even more controllable. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, you don't have to show up in someone else's office that you don't know anything about where you'll be. You could get lost, whatever. Like you're in your space. Mm-hmm. You can control what's behind you. Right. You can set up good lighting. Like you actually have more control over it in a video environment. So right. take advantage of that. Right. And we go into some of the practices that you should have. Um, as far as, you know, don't have your phone on, don't start eating your lunch, you know, <laughs> things like that. And which s- seems obvious, but we've seen it all. We have seen it all. And maybe we got into some of those because if we did, you will be thoroughly enjoy, enjoy that. I'm sure. Um, and then the number one podcast is know yourself. And that was episode number one, which how convenient is kind of nice because obviously people are starting with episode one, <laughs> or at least I hope, <laughs> or they really want to know what we mean by know yourself. Um, but it's, this one is probably one of my most favorite because this is something, an exercise that I always do with myself. And I think people should kind of do every time that they are, you know, maybe every couple of years, you know, just to kind of see where they are in their career in, or if they're starting their career, you know, where do you want this to go? And what is it really about you? Because what I see a lot is, and, you know, Kristen, you can definitely chime in on this too, but, you know, people will get a marketing degree or example, and they might not land exactly where they thought they would. And then they start getting on this trajectory of their career, and it might be five years in, 10 years in, 20 years in, they're like, I didn't want to do this at all. And I want to get back to what I really wanted to do. And, you know, and I need to think about me now and where, where I want to take all of this knowledge or even all the, the knowledge that you got in school and get it set on a path that is more about yourself. A very wise person I worked with many years ago said to me, be careful which ladder you're climbing. She mm-hmm. went get to the top and look over and be like, oh, I want to be on that one over there. <laughs> That's so a perfect analogy. This, this is a good a checkpoint for yourself. And I always think it's a great thing, you know, maybe take some time with a little blank notebook over the holidays if you have some time off or in January, because people are always thinking mm-hmm, about like, you know, mm-hmm. new year, new you. Um, just to think about like, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. What do you love? What what do you enjoy? What do you not? What has changed? You know, where do you want to be going? And, you know, they're, they're just all these big squishy questions. Right. But we always start with talking to people about this when they're, you know, looking for a new job, mm-hmm. which is usually when we're talking to them, looking for new work or mm-hmm. career change or whatever, because how do you know what the right job is for you and the right company is for you if you don't know what you're looking for? Like, right. how do you, you would not just like get in your car and start driving somewhere. Right. Like you, you make a map, right? So it's the same idea of like, you need to know, like, what are your values? What do you need in your life? Do you mm-hmm. need like a super consistent schedule right now? Do you, are you comfortable like making that freelance leap? Like you need to know where you are mm-hmm. right now. And it may have changed from a couple years right. ago. Do you like what you're doing? I mean, like I said, you could have been caught in the, the rapids of a, a great career and, you know, they keep offering you more money. You're going up the ladder. 
And then you're like, I'm not even passionate about this. Yeah. (laughs) I really wish I could, you know, you could be a great marketing person, like top of the world sort of marketing person. But are you selling something that you really excited about? Might be the time to think about, I'm going to make a switch to something that I really love talking about. Maybe a different product or, Mm -hmm. you know, marketing is changing so much and technology, all of the roles in this industry. Like maybe there's something new that has come along that you're really interested Mm -hmm. in. It wasn't even a thing five years ago. Right. Oh, that's a good point. You know, maybe you've done a little in your job or, you know, you know about it and it's something you want to get more education about or you want to, you know, go further with like it just is constantly changing mm-hmm. so there's always new things to think about right and, and your life stage affects your choices too like it, where you are and what you need in your in your life or what how much money you need to make right. you know those kind of things what I needed when I started is not what I need now and it's a great time like I said to any time to really go through this um one of the things we talk about in um our podcast too are the different assessments you can take which i absolutely love i love learning more about me me too <laughs> and other people too i'm like oh that person that's their strength i could totally see that yes i mean i love that sort of stuff and it really kind of helps you understand what you're good at because you might be like me- really super mediocre in a job or good at a job that you really have to work at. But what if it was your strength and you could just totally blow it out of the water and be, and just excel like crazy. And you had no idea that that was your strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sort of thing that assessment, so, I'm getting tongue tied here. That is the sort of thing that assessments can help you with. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. It's, I got all um, excited about assessments. So, I so excited. Talk. I'm so excited about an assessment. Yeah, it just gives you insight to yourself and how you're wired and how you think. And it might help you see something you can tap into. You know, like it just, the more you know about yourself, the more you can find the kind of work, whether, you know, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. that is going to be right for you right now. Right. And, and then that keeps changing. Right. And the thing to keep in mind too, and I think people kind of forget, is that, you know, you have this life. And if most of your life, is spent doing something that you're not really super excited about, you know, it might be sad. It's sad. And now it's a time to change that. So really think about what is it, what can I do that wouldn't even feel like working? Because there's that old saying of, you know, if you find a job that you love, you never have to work a day in your life. I truly believe that. Um, So what, what is that for you? And really, really think about it. And can I, you know, make this a lucrative move and, you know, deliver all the exact same things or a better life than I have now? Because now I'm doing something that I truly love. So definitely worth checking out that podcast. Like I said, one of my favorites. Um, and and we're I super passionate about all of that. So especially right now, people are reassessing a lot. We were so, you know, advanced to come up with that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we were so ahead of we the curve, so Kristen. Ahead of the curve. It's true. <laughs> I mean, we've always thought this stuff was important, yes. but really right now people are over the last two years, people have really rethought what's important to them in their life. Yeah. And, and some of these tools and exercises can be super helpful in, in sorting and I think, that out. I think marketing people can sometimes be a little intuitive to this too, because what they do is kind of something that they always had to be kind of passionate about. I know I jumped around a lot because I got tired of selling something or I, I got tired of, you know, reinventing every holiday that would come up in a year <laughs> when you're in retail it's like oh god it's mother's day again oh it's christmas you know and you had to keep coming up with brand new things and um loved it by the way loved every minute of it but you know you kind of came uh, came to a time where you're like you know what i i just someone else needs to turn at this because mm-hmm. i need to just do something else and be passionate again so um i and i think a lot of marketing people are like that but this is even taking it a little bit deeper so i would encourage everybody to listen to that if they're questioning anything if you're happy then good for you because 
you are a gem in the world and I'm sure you're excelling, but it's a really great exercise, I think, for everybody to do. Yeah. So thanks for listening to us for yes. what is apparently now 100 episodes. Exactly. Um, if you've caught them all, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There's a nice <laughs> little archive and, and we have a lot of different topics. So, you know, depending on what you know, where you are and what you're interested mm-hmm. in. I wouldn't say every one is probably not for you, but there's a, there's things around job hunting. There's things around hiring. There's a lot of different um, threads. Yes. And so you can find podcasts there along that topic. Yeah. And they are both for um, our talent and for our clients. Um, it We like to say it's all in the marketing space, but honestly, a lot of this conversation applies to every job. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we're talking about trends and things in the industry. So, you know, definitely flip through that either at uh, the Illumination Bureau um, where the all the podcasts are stored or if you're not really sure about that, go to our website and that'll connect you to that and that's at uh, PortfolioCreative.com. Um, again, I appreciate everybody hanging on for this and here's to the next 100. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau, and we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.